you're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. I'm Megan DiMartino, and I am thrilled that you're here with us today exploring another unique leader's life, 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 life. And the reason I do this show is to share with you tremendously unique individuals who have a story, and the success is in the story. So today we're going to have an opportunity to have Christy Morgan share her story that is going to just um, resonate so with so many people because her story is so varied and what she does is so varied, but so uh, very inspirational to uh, the world, basically. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you my guest today, Christy Morgan. Hello, Christy. Hi. And welcome to Unique Leaders. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for being here. So we met briefly um, in June, Mm -hmm. uh, my first uh, plane trip. uh, You live in Arizona, but we had the blessing of sharing a weekend together in uh, Arizona at Mm -hmm. Sharon and Michael Lecter's ranch. And it was a wonderful weekend of exploration. And at that time, I did get to know you a tad mm-hmm. and a bit of your story. But as we all know, <laughs> I apologize, I'm at the tail end of a cold. So if I cough a few times, I apologize. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, in a weekend like that, you hear pieces of people's stories, but you don't hear the whole story, what brought you to uh, that moment in time. And so we're going to just go back, Christy, uh, to where you, uh, you know, were born and where you started your life. So share with our guests a bit about the young Christy and the beginning Christy. Absolutely. Um, I was born in Leamington, Ontario, Canada. So I'm, I'm from Canada originally. Um, I grew up in a small town right on Lake Erie. Um, and my whole family was was pretty much within... Um, you know, a mile and a half of each other growing up. I had um, two brothers, uh, mom and a dad. Uh, We lived um, next door to my um, uncles and my dad's work. And um, it was just a a great town growing up in. And I was there for um, 19 years before I decided to jump in the car and cross the border into the United States to go to school. Wow. By yourself. By myself, yes. By yourself, wow. Yes. Okay. So I, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. So I was just going to say, so continue. Yes. So um, I was ready to to finally leave, uh, leave our town, and I um, signed up for chiropractic school, and I got in in St. Louis, Missouri. And so um, I drove 10 hours uh, there in my car, packed up my car, said goodbye to everybody, and um, that's kind of where my life started again um, in St. Louis. I, I went to chiropractic school at Logan College of Chiropractic. And that's, um, that's where I would meet my future husband, which I didn't know it at the time. We were both in school there. And so I lived in St. Louis for about four and a half years, getting my degree. I got my doctor of chiropractic. 
Um, and then my husband and I, we started dating kind of closer to the end of, of the school, uh, kind of when, when I was getting ready to graduate and um, decided that we wanted to stay together. Um, and so that when I graduated, I didn't end up going back to Canada. Um, he and I moved to Pennsylvania. So before we go into Pennsylvania more deeply mm -hmm. in that stage, I just want to take you back um, to that uh, fabulous childhood. I mean, that is such a unique in itself childhood to have your family right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess on some level, if you're, um, you know, doing something in your teen years that you didn't want the whole town to know might have been a little challenging, but what a nurturing environment that was for you. Was that the case for you? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. So I was in a unique situation. Um, my grandfather owned all of the um, ambulance and EMS services in Southern Ontario, and a lot of my family members worked there. So mm -hmm. my uncles, my great uncles, my cousins, my dad, my mom was one of um, the first 911 dispatchers. When I was a baby, the, um, the phone was in her bedroom where she would answer the 911 calls for the area. So when I was, the, the ambulance space was right behind our house. And so when I was little, I would just go through the back gate and I would go see my dad at work. And I had a, a cousin who was my age and her dad lived right next door. And so I, we would um, hang out and play together all the time. And so it was, it was really awesome. I, was, um, I had a really big family. We were all very close. I knew my second cousins. Um, and even some of my third cousins, um, my great grandma, my great great grandma was still alive at the time, my great grandfather. And so it was um, it was a very, uh, a very fun time growing up. So here this very close knit family. And as I used the word nurturing, meaning because everyone was feeding into you as a young woman. Uh, you I mean, you have grandparents and uh, cousins and second cousins and so forth. So what prompted you to, there's two questions here. What prompted you to be interested in chiropractic school? There has to be a story behind that. And, and why in the States? Why didn't you stay in Canada? Sure. So I really, I, I really wanted to be a surgeon of some sort. I, I always knew I wanted to be a doctor um, with my um, family being in the medical field, nurses and EMS and, and um, all that kind of stuff. I knew I wanted to be in that space. And um, I couldn't decide between dentist, doctor. At one point, I wanted to be a cardiovascular surgeon. I guess I didn't realize, you know, everything that that took. Um, and I, I just couldn't really figure out where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. And uh, I started shadowing people in my town. I shadowed my dentist once. Um, I wasn't too crazy about that. And so I decided that that probably wasn't my calling. Um, and then I shadowed my chiropractor. And I really loved how they were treating people holistically, how they were getting people better without pills and without medication. Um, and so that's just something that I thought would interest me. And so I applied. Yep, I applied to chiropractic school, and there's only one or two in Canada, so that's that's the reason, really, the reason why I left. You, it's very difficult to get in. Um, most of the schools are in the United States, and so I had I only applied to one, 
Um, I only applied to St. Louis because I had gone there. I researched them all, and I just really loved the campus. It was just so beautiful. Um, I had gone there to visit one time, and um, I fell in love with it. And so I applied, and I got in. And so that's the reason why the reason why I went to the states. It's a beautiful city, St. Mm -hmm. Louis. I've been there many times. And <clears throat> were your parents um, and and grandparents and family? Mm -hmm. Um, torn about you leaving? How did they uh, take this uh, decision of yours? They were. They were really sad. Um, I'm really close to to all my family members, and so it was hard when I left. I mean, I think we all cried quite a bit, but they know how independent I have always been, and um, I was probably, you know, just a few family members left. Um, I was probably only one of maybe maybe five, four, five, that, that kind of went further away. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was just, they, they trusted me. Yeah, mm -hmm. they trusted me and they knew I could do it. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was okay. And that's one of the things I would say, Christy, that resonated um, with me when meeting you in June was mm -hmm. your strength, uh, your um, not just confidence, but strength and strength of conviction. So you just mentioned that as a young woman, uh, you shared that um, mm -hmm. your family knew that you how independent you were, just like the shadowing of the docks. You mm -hmm. know, um, I can just see little Christy or you know young woman Christy, you know, uh, approaching these uh, doctors and and whomever mm -hmm. to come and shadow them. So um, your first recollection, I would say, of yourself from that independence. Share with our guests, uh, you know, a story that you might remember of something unique that, um, or somewhat, you know, um, showing and, and displaying that uh, that independence. I've always been independent, um, so that's kind of a, a hard one. Um, I think I just I just wanted more when I was living at home. I mean, we there, a lot of people do extremely well that come from my town, um, but. I just needed to get get out. It was still it's still a small town, and so mm -hmm. I just was ready to to go away. So I think my biggest um, my biggest feat of independence was just jumping in my car and driving the ten hours on my own and crossing that border and just just you know I just kept driving and I think that that was the first time where I really felt like I can do this and I can leave. I can be okay. Um, you know, I lived in, in the States for about five years before I got married and I was ready to come back. I was, well, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do when I was done with school. Um, and so that was kind of a turning point for me, but just getting in that car and driving and trying something new. Um, I think that was my biggest, my biggest accomplishment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that mm -hmm. is courage mm -hmm. and most people will waffle and, you know, might have that desire to ha have that experience, mm -hmm. but that at the 11th hour, make the decision to not, you know, take that plunge in that step. Mm -hmm. So that truly, absolutely is uh, indicative of that uh, courage that continued on and that strength and independence that, you know, it has been a part of you throughout your um, next phase of life. Mm -hmm. So you connected with Mr. Morgan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and he also finished chiropractic school. Yes. Yes. And so why Pennsylvania? How did uh, you both decide to go to Pennsylvania from uh, Missouri? Well, he's originally from Pittsburgh. 
And so since I was from right across the lake um, in Canada, I was right on Lake Erie. So we decided to go back to where he lived because we had family there. Um, we actually went um, to Erie, Pennsylvania, where he went to school. So he lived in Pittsburgh, which is about two and a half hours away. I, I thought that I would be close enough to home so that I can just um, drive around the lake and, and get home pretty quick. But soon to realize that it was still a five and a half hour drive and I didn't I didn't make it home um, very often. But that's why that's why we decided to go. And we both opened up separate offices out there um, and we lived there for about five years before we had the opportunity uh, the opportunity to move to Arizona. And what year was, uh, was that that you folks moved to Arizona? We moved in 2009. Okay, so you've mm -hmm. been there a little over uh, 10 years. Uh, yeah, almost 12. Oh. Yeah. So you moved to Arizona and you said you had the opportunity. So what opportunity arose that brought you to Arizona? So we had, um, that was kind of right, right around when Facebook was starting to um, get big and you were starting to meet people on Facebook who you hadn't seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I had reconnected with a friend of mine from chiropractic school. And when we all graduated, um, he was friends with Tom as well. And so when we all graduated, he went out to Arizona right away. And he had uh, been living here for about four years. Um, and we went to Pennsylvania and we went separate ways and they were expanding practices out here and he was looking for people to come and open up businesses. And so we just connected on Facebook and he said, hey, if you ever, you know, if you ever want to want to come to Arizona and check it out, um, we've got some openings. I think his um, his saying was um, you can't shovel sunshine. <laughs> that was the saying that he kept using. Um, and we were getting tired of the snow. And so we decided, let's just do it. And uh, I had to, um, funny story, I had to take Tom out for dinner and have a very heart-to-heart -heart conversation with him about, you know, what we were doing in Pennsylvania and how the winters were looking and, um, you know, how we were kind of getting sick of the cold and what it would look like to, to move out to Arizona. And just to at least get him on the plane so that he could come out here and, and take a weekend and take a look. And so that happened. And um, just to get on the plane, just to get, get on, on the plane. plane. <laughs> yes, he knew we were only here for the weekend to see it. And he knew as soon as we got off the plane and felt the heat and saw the palm trees that we were we were never going back. So mm -hmm. that was the start. Yes. And so family was just like you said earlier, you know, a plane ride or a drive mm -hmm. away. So it was again, that independence, that courage, that thread, that continued on with you. So I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you said to, to get Tom even on the plane. So mm -hmm. I would say you're the trailblazer of the two. Uh, kind of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I'm the. Um, well, how would I put it? Um, I just tend to to do things, and he likes to think about things a little bit more, and I just mm -hmm. tend. To to jump in and do them. And so he, uh, sometimes I have to drag him along kicking and screaming, but it works. It's a good balance actually. Yeah, it, it is. Yes, yeah, a good balance. So you both moved. And by this point, I do know you have children. Mm -hmm. um, did You had your children already, is that correct? Yes, yes. so my stepson, Will, he was, um, Jackson was three, Will's a few years older than him. So Will lived in St. Louis and he would come and fly um, to see us in Pennsylvania on all of our breaks. Um, and so that was kind of hard because wintertime, you have a, you have 
kids that are that are coming in the winter and what do you do with them, that kind of stuff. So uh, my son Jackson was only three years old. So when we moved to Arizona, he didn't really know any better. He hadn't started school yet. And Will was so used to flying and coming to see us on every break, Christmas time, summer, all that stuff. It didn't really matter where we were. And um, it was just so much nicer for the kids because in the wintertime, we're outside playing at the playground and, uh, you know, running through the water parks and swimming in the pools. Whereas in, in Pennsylvania, you're bundled up in snowsuits and, and not really doing anything. So it kind of changed our lives, um, actually. Yes. Yep. It's yep. like a vacation for um, your stepson versus, mm -hmm. like you said, bundled up in the house. Absolutely. Just being there. Yeah. So that's lovely. Yep. And so with your um, uh, colleague from uh, school, he had been there um, and established businesses. Um, and so you, he said to you, there was an opportunity. So mm -hmm. what did that opportunity look like? So they were starting up new offices. And so when we came here, Tom, so Tom and I are, um, I've always been very independent. And when we started our offices in Pennsylvania, I, I really wanted my own. We are both doctors. I did not want to be his his wife at mm -hmm. the office. I wanted to have my own practice. So we started them about 20 miles apart from each other. And um, when we came to uh, Phoenix, it was the same concept. There was a, an office on the west side of town, which is close to an hour drive that he went into. And then I went into Scottsdale, um, which is about 25 minutes away. So we had our own practices. Um, both chiropractic offices, uh, we ran them, we own them, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, very interesting because mm -hmm. you think of um, couples uh, uh, possibly working together. Mm -hmm. um, that's uh, often a challenge. And this is you're, uh, you're uh, collaborating, meaning you're partners, so to speak, but you're independent. That's a very, that was a very smart concept, Miss Christie. Thank Even you. Back in the, uh, back in, Pennsylvania, because it was, I, I have not worked with um, a mate, but I have <coughs> um, worked with people that I've known closely, and that sometimes has a challenge. There's no doubt mm -hmm. about that. So um, it really is a very interesting, same industry. You can talk shop, you know, business partners, so to speak, but yet you had your own independent uh, structure. Very, right. very interesting. And so you continued that model in Arizona. We did for quite a long time. Um, and then once um, Jackson started getting to be a little bit older, Will was a little bit older coming to visit. And we, we were like in that stage where we didn't really need a babysitter anymore, but they were, you know, they couldn't stay home for too long by themselves. That is when we decided to merge our practices. So we had an opportunity in Tom's office. There was another partner in there and they were leaving. And so actually I bought into that office and so that we could own the entire clinic together, which worked out amazing because, you know, we were working, you go to the office at 7.30 in the morning, you come home at seven o'clock at night, you do that for four days a week, you have your Fridays off. And it gets to be very difficult when you have a small family uh, or a young family. Um, so as the kids started to get a little bit older, I wanted to be around more for them when they got off of school and things like that. And so having the practice together at that point was better for us so that one of us could come home and have dinners with the kids while the other one stayed till the office closed and then we can switch off. And so that's kind of how we did it. Um, that's how we did it once the kids got just a little bit older. 
and we were spending more time. Will was here longer with us in the summers. Um, so it was, I, I'm, I'm really glad that we did it that way and we didn't jump into practice together right from the start. We had our independence for quite a few years. Mm -hmm. Yes, and learned um, your style of business and how mm -hmm. you ran your businesses. Yes, and then mm -hmm. your own expertise because no right. one is the same and everyone has their own focus and personalities, of course. When I met you, uh, you shared that, and this may be the uh, foundation of this, but you shared that you had put together a very unique concept with your partners, mm -hmm. uh, which also enabled you to have more freedom and flexibility to evolve into other things. And we'll go to the other things in a minute. But um, so share a little bit about that concept. Sure. So our offices, we were always just chiropractic and um, we talk about pivoting. I see I see you posting about pivoting and having to make um, adjustments in your life after you've done things for so long the same way. Mm -hmm. And we were very insurance heavy and um, we've got four big insurances here and two of them dropped chiropractic probably right about a year after we got here. So we had to start being innovative and thinking, um, how can we expand our practice? And so we became medically integrated. And what that means is we brought nurse practitioners into our office. We started doing some more medical procedures and we really started marketing ourselves as being a one-stop shop for patients who wanted both chiropractic and medical without um, prescribing medication. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of procedures. We do a lot of um, durable medical equipment. We do chiropractic, massage, PT, things like that in our clinics. And after doing that for about four or five years, well, maybe a little bit longer, six or seven, um, we started expanding again and getting more into um, a different type of space in which um, now if a patient needs like a joint injection or if they need an epidural of some sort um, because they have more of the chronic type of pain, we can handle that as well. And um, my partners and I decided to bring the doctors into one spot so that everybody can, can utilize, um, can jump on it, utilize economy of scale. We didn't have to have doctors in every clinic, even though we have clinics all across the valley. And so we really started to help each other. Um, we started to share staff and things like that. And we really created a model mm -hmm. where other chiropractors can also give their patients the type of care that they want to give them without um, having the added expense in their clinic. So it's, it's really working well. Our patients are getting um, the best treatment possible. I can help anybody if you come in and you just want to get adjusted, that's perfectly fine. But if you were in a car accident or you have more chronic type of pain that you've been dealing with for a long time, we can help you with that too. So that's kind of the model that we set up and um, we all help each other. You know, um, you shared the genesis of this was when insurance was taken away from chiropractic. Right. And how many chiropractors just left stopped a lot, lot. a lot because wow. yes. i'm i have been in the health wellness mm -hmm. um, industry so to speak in different direction or different structure for many years um but i know and uh, that uh that lane and mm -hmm. many many so instead of saying we're we're toast we're done we have to find a new job you i call it evolved you see to mm -hmm. me you know, today the word pivot, but but you took the base of what you do, which, and you said back as a young woman, 
you wanted to help people you wanted yeah. to serve people and so that was the essence and then you evolved and then here is this potentially very destructive situation to your company to your careers mm -hmm. and you then evolved you took that foundation and you evolved and you built a fantastic base and here in 2020 um mm -hmm. another challenge you know mm -hmm. you told to lock your doors and so how did you fare during the real lockdown how how did that go for you and your company well i mean COVID was hard for everybody um we are deemed essential so mm -hmm. we were able to stay open which is good um, but we had to put a lot of precautions in place. Um, and when we had the stay at home order first come out, mm -hmm. we had to really navigate it and just make sure we were doing everything correctly. We were allowed to be open. We had to make sure our patients were safe when they came into the office. And um, we had a lot of patients who just didn't want to leave. They didn't want to leave their homes. They didn't want to come in for their appointments, which understandably so. Everybody's, you know, nobody knows what's going on. So it took us a couple of weeks to really um, get our footing back and get everything in place to where now the patients are comfortable coming back in. We're screening them. I was sitting outside. It, I mean, it's 100 and 115 degrees here in the summertime. And I put up one of those tents and I sat outside because we didn't have the, the staff. So that takes an extra staff member to sit outside, screen people, <laughs> their temperatures, yes. have them fill out a COVID form. So in, you know, I didn't have the staff, so I would go into the office every day and sit outside um, and, and do that because we needed to make sure our patients were safe when they walked in the door. I needed to make sure my employees were safe. And um, we're still doing that right now, but at least things are starting to calm down a little bit. Um, and we're able to allow them to come into the office in order to um, you know, get their temperatures and stuff, so that works out well. But that's, that's kind of what we had to do. Well, you know, again, uh, you, that's another point in an entrepreneurial's journey is you do what it takes. And here, it, you know, like you said, you didn't have the staff, so you did it. You did it. You did it. Absolutely. But also, creatively with the tent, you know, and uh, because in Texas, yes, it's warm, but we had uh, the opportunity at the spa to um, have the person call, meet mm -hmm. us at the door, open the door you know, and have our little station right there by the door, but you do what it takes. It, it's an amazing dynamic. You do yes. what it takes. And that's what we had to do at, so we have surgery centers. And so that's what we had to do at our surgery centers is when we do, we've got patients spaced out more at the surgery center. So they would come in every 20 minutes, maybe every 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, so they would call us, they would sit in their car, they would call us, we would walk out with the paperwork. So that way they weren't sitting in the waiting room with a bunch of other people. Mm -hmm. They were in their car. And then when we were ready for them, we would bring them in. Mm -hmm. But at the clinics, we could have five patients show up at once and we wanted to make sure we were spacing them out properly. So that's why the tent outside, but, but we've had to adapt and just try to figure out what works best for every scenario and just, and just roll with it. Just roll. Yes. Mm -hmm. With a happy heart and a smile on your face Yes, just because it's a, they're dealing with this themselves. So you now, um, now this is September mm -hmm. and or October, October. October. And uh, so you, I'm going to take a little pivot here. Okay. And you uh, 
have shared, you know, again, the genesis of serving people, helping people, working with people. Um, and again, going into the chiropractic field. Mm -hmm. uh, so IE pain and challenges that they're experiencing. Uh, but at some point you um, joined, I think, I think you uh, joined a nonprofit mm -hmm. called Handle Wishes. And so share with our guests a little bit about that, Christy, because that, again, there's so many pieces to that, but let's start with how did you uh, start or when and when and how did you get involved with Candle Wishes? Sure. So we have been um, in practice for, you know, almost 12, a little over 12 years here. Mm -hmm. And it, it got to the point about three or four years ago where things were running extremely well. I had pulled myself out of the business. Um, I really didn't have a lot to do in, in a day, even though I was this, you know, I am the COO and I, I run all of the operations, but I had created such a great team that I didn't have a lot of work to do. So I was, I was starting to get bored. Um, I hate to say that because um, I don't want to sound like, you know, I don't want to sound bad, but I was, I was really starting to get bored with what, with life. Well, you and were ready for another challenge, Miss Chris. Yes. That's what it was. That's what it was. I was looking for, for more of a passion. I didn't have anything passionate in my life. I had my family and we did a lot of vacations and then I have, I had my work and that was it. And so I was in um, Nashville, Tennessee. I was um, at, um, at a conference and I happened to have lunch one day with one of my friends and she had brought somebody along. Um, it was just very random. And her and I started talking, her name is Jenny. And she was telling me about this charity that she has. And she was going on about how she throws birthday parties for kids, how she's been doing it for 15 years, how she works with the Salvation Army. And it just, it really just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, this is what I want to do. Um, I didn't tell you, but when we were back in Pennsylvania, I had started a bounce house um, place where we bought a big warehouse, we put bounce houses in it, and we used to throw birthday parties for kids. Okay. So it didn't work out because I was doing too much and I had to get rid of it, but now I'm really feeling like this is coming full circle. So I'm like, I love, you know, throwing parties for kids and and now this is this is for children who are homeless. And so I asked her if I could if I could bring it to Arizona. And she was excited. She wanted to, she's been wanting to try to grow it. And so that's been um, that's been what I've been working on for almost the past three years. And it's been it's I've got to say, it's definitely been a challenge because um, we've had to learn how to take something that she's doing in a town of about two hundred and fifty thousand people and scale it into uh, a city of six point five million. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of kids here. Yeah. So I've. I think I jumped into it too fast. Um, I didn't have the funding. And so I've been learning um, how to take a step back and how to get funding for things, how to um, get the right sponsors. And then so that, that way, when I have children who sign up for with their applications, I'm, I don't have to turn anybody away. So it's been three years and it's working out wonderfully. And I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it. I was going to ask you because I, uh, mm -hmm. folks, you need to friend Christy Mm -hmm. um, on Facebook. Uh, the other evening I was on Facebook uh, and she had a video uh, or did a video of her party room mm -hmm. and where she collects all of her um, 
oh my goodness gracious, clothing to gifts to, you know, uh, the party stuff, you know, the um, plates and cups and, mm -hmm. you know, all the fun stuff yeah. uh, as well. And so um, do you have, like you said a minute ago, sponsors, do you have sponsors that now work with you with this? We yes, we do. We have we have um, organizations that sponsor our fundraiser fund fundraisers every year. Um, we're getting ready to throw our second annual golf tournament on October 24th, and so we've got sponsors for that, and that'll help the the money that we raise from the golf tournament will help to sponsor the kids for next year. And then we also go out into the community and we want to make sure that um, we're asking, you know, just community members to help sponsor. So it's not so much about larger companies and organizations. It's really about do you have children and um, do your children, do you want to show your children what it's like to help another child um, have a birthday? So, you know, a, a child's $120 to sponsor, but if you can't do that, you, you can just buy a toy or buy one set of clothes and send it and we'll put it in our toy closet. And when it comes time for us to um, put presents together, the, the clothes and the toys are sitting there and then I can go up and just pick pick from there. So we, we're really grassroots. We've got, it's all volunteer. Um, I do a lot of it myself and I've got about four or five other volunteers who are dedicated to helping with every party um, that I have and it's it's just wonderful. It really is, Christy, and I, you know, I've thought about it since we met. You mm -hmm. spoke about it mm -hmm. uh, there, and um, I just I think to myself, is this something I should do? So with that, because, for instance, the Boys and Girls Clubs, which are mm -hmm. national, um, there's a Boys and Girls Club here in Georgetown, Texas, where I live, and I've been very involved with it over the years, philanthropically mm -hmm. and uh, uh, every year at their gala, we have the young ladies who are going to be um, awarded some something come to the spa and uh, we do their makeup and let them get dressed there. And, and, but I was just reading in our local paper, how they're struggling. So because mm -hmm. of this COVID it's a mess and their gala has obviously been canceled. Mm -hmm. And so they were speaking out for, you know, assistance. And I, again, I thought of you, uh, but with that said, does the organization look for other areas to get involved? Is it something that they do uh, want it to grow to other candle wishes, uh, you know, chapters? Absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think the hardest part is um, this is the first time that um, we've gone outside of the area that Jenny started it in. And mm -hmm. even in in Tennessee, like it's Jenny, it's her mom. And again, it's, it's just a handful of volunteers that have been helping her, her aunt, who have been helping her for the past 15 years. So you really have to make sure you've got um, people that that you want that you know want to help, or else you're you're kind of stuck doing it all yourself. And it gets it does get to be very difficult because there's so many kids. There's we work with organizations who um, place children um, who are coming and families that are coming from homeless shelters, mm -hmm. who or they they might have a, a house where they've got three or four families living in it, um, and the kids have birthdays. There's so many of those around uh, around Phoenix. And so that's where we really um, get our applications from to vet the children. So that's the hard part is just making sure that you have enough um, in you to, to continue. But we, we would love for it to grow. We absolutely would. Well, folks, you're hearing this live. And if on replay and um, 
uh, Christy's information, not Jenny's, but Christy's mm -hmm. information will be here. So if in fact this touches your heart and it's something that you would like to get involved with, please do contact either uh, you, Christy, mm -hmm. or myself. I can pass it on. But uh, I also, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about uh, several things. And one is one of um, Sharon Lecter shares that it is about solving a problem and serving a need. Mm -hmm. And uh, the whole thread of your life has been about that. And, uh, you know, again, reason I started uh, Unique Leaders is because uh, I hear all the time, oh, but you've done this. I could never do that. And my story, you know, I'm older than you. And so my story mm -hmm. is longer, but it is about that thread of solving a problem and serving mm -hmm. a need. And everyone that I have interviewed and their stories are different and their backgrounds are different, but it's about their heart and mm -hmm. what they, you know, have gone into in their lives and, and evolve. So with that now, here's Candle Wishes. Here is your um, company that you have your partners and, you know, have um, evolved that very uniquely. And now I hear through the grapevine and then see in the grapevine that you're now selling real estate. Mm -hmm. So you obviously didn't just jump off the bridge and say I'm selling real estate. So you obviously had to get your real estate license. So how, my goodness gracious, did that start? And then how are you, how do you see, because you're a very busy gal, mm -hmm. how do you see that fitting into everything that you're doing? Well, I, ha I have to say, I, I started 15 years ago okay. and it, it never, it never came to fruition. When we were in Pennsylvania, I started taking the classes to get my real estate course, mm -hmm. um, to get my license. And I just, I was just busy and you had to take the classes in person and I just never finished with it. However, we had a bunch of rentals in, in Pennsylvania. What we, what we used to do was buy duplexes. We would live in one and then we buy a second one. We'd move to it cause it was a little bit bigger. We'd rent them out. And so that was kind of the first of our income property. I think we had three or four. We had a single family home. We had some property. Um, and so when we, we, we got rid of it all when we moved to Arizona. And obviously when you're coming from uh, one area and moving to another, you don't realize, you know, it's the cost of living here is, is it's different. Um, homes are not the same price as they are in Pennsylvania. And so we never, we were never able to um, get back into the investing side of real estate. Mm -hmm. And so a couple years ago, um, I started again in Arizona. I wanted to take my license and I got halfway through the courses because you had to take them in person. And I was just so busy that I couldn't, I couldn't go there um, at nighttime and, 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 and keep up with it. So COVID was, I mean, I don't want to say it, but for me, it was it was kind of a blessing in the fact that it put everything online and real estate, the real estate classes ended up all being online. And so when we were kind of stuck at home um, and not going into the main office, I looked into it and I was able to do everything online. And so I think within like two and a half weeks, I got all of my classes done. Wow. I just plowed, I just plowed through it. I did two two classes a day. Um, because you were only allowed to do 10 hours a day. I did it all online. I took my, my two tests and I passed it. And um, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with it yet. I would love to sell. Um, 
some homes. I would love, you know, I just, I really love that aspect of it, but I also love the investing part. And we just, we just purchased a house up in Munns Park, which is about two and a half hours away that um, we're having somebody remodel so that we can have it as a second home and, and do it as a VRBO. Um, so it's, it's just fun. It's yeah. just fun to do. I'm thinking of uh, getting my license online. I've yes. uh, looked into it. I'm, you know, I want the dust to settle and get a little mm -hmm. more organized in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. As I shared with uh, my producer, Elizabeth here, um, the other day we were working with a webmaster and a podcast master and she goes, wow. And I said, we're building a new business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I want to get things settled and organized and but I'm sincerely thinking of it because I love like you um, just the um, creative uh, investing portion and mm -hmm. I love decorating in homes and so forth yeah. so it's something I'm I'm thinking about but I don't think it hurts like you said to take advantage of the online course and the opportunity mm -hmm. and get it in your back pocket because it's so interesting that you started it and, and look at the two things that you said the bounce house the bouncy yep. house you know, yep. for children, because that's in your heart. Yep. And then the real estate, and you you and your husband, Tom, did that investing back in the mm -hmm. day. And here it's come full circle. I, I also, that is another key thing to um, unique leaders, is it is that you see that thread of what people do. And so it is all what I know you would agree with me, Christy. Mm -hmm. It's about following your heart. It's yep. about who you are and following your heart and write those things down, your goals, dreams, aspirations. Mm -hmm. And um, they, they will, like you've said several times, come full circle. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, yes. And really amazing how things happen. Well, we're, <clears throat> so uh, we're coming to the, the close of our time together, but I always end with the same questions. Now, again, we've spoken about Sharon uh, Lecter a few times, yeah. <laughs> And we both know, and many people do know, that she was the co-author of Three Feet from Gold. Mm -hmm. And I love the book itself and the story, and you know the story, but the story for folks that don't. Uh, basically, the fictional part is about a, a gentleman from the East Coast who came out to the West during the gold rush days and bought a vein, and she was chipping away at it. And uh, the locals were watching what he was doing, and he got um, frustrated and said, this is never going to work, just like different times mm -hmm. in your life, just like when insurance stopped and different uh, mm -hmm. dynamics happened, but said, this is never going to work. And he sold the vein to a local guy and who went and chipped away, and he was three feet from gold. Yep. So it's the begin, you have to begin, but you must continue on mm -hmm. and you cannot stop. Mm -hmm. And that is also the thread that you have shared today, that you can, you and your husband, but you yourself have begun and continued and never stopped. Okay. So the other piece, though, two, three feet, two, three, two, three feet from gold is the uh, Sharon's success formula. And it is your passion plus talent times association plus action plus faith mm -hmm. equals success. Now, I'm not going to ask you all of those, but what I do ask everyone, what is your passion and what is your talent? Um, my passion is helping others. That's that's absolutely my passion. And I think my talent is just figuring out problems. 
Yep. A, a true problem solver. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that, again, uh, solve a problem, serve a need, figure it out. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's ex absolutely. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with our guest uh, before we uh, sign off today? Is there anything you'd like oh. to share? Uh, I'm not sure. I just, I'm really thankful that you brought me on. I love telling my story. Um, I loved, uh, telling people how, you know, I, I'm just a little girl from Canada that decided that I wanted something a little bit bigger and better. And, um, and, uh, I looked for it and I found it and I just kept pursuing, um, everything that I wanted in life. And, um, Sharon and I talked just the other day about taking action. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest um, the biggest takeaway for me uh, is when you need to do something and you just can't figure out what, just just take action. Even if it's just a very small step, it'll put you in the right direction. Um, so action, um, action's what it's where it's at. It is. It truly yeah. is because, and I always say, just take that small step. The second mm -hmm. and third step will be revealed to you. But yes. you have to take action. You have to take that first step. Well, thank you so much, Christy, for joining uh, our guests. And this, yeah, as I said earlier, this there are people on um, right now, but mm -hmm. this does, you know, stay on. And we got put it on YouTube, and it is on other platforms. And so uh, people do watch it, you know, continuously. So uh, Christy's information will be in the text of this, and so please do reach out to Christy and share this out uh, because the story absolutely needs to be heard. Thank you, my dear, so very Thank much. You. Yes. We'll see Bye. you soon. Be blessed. Thanks. So thank you again for joining me today uh, and Christy on A Unique Leaders Live. And as I've shared um, it is earlier, it is so important to share this out to your friends and uh, post it because it is a story, as Christy shared, you have a dream, a goal, a desire, something resonating within you, but you have to take action. You have to take that first step. And the success is in the story. She just didn't end here. It was all of these steps along the way that led she to where she is today. So take that first step and the second and third step will truly be revealed to you. So share this out, but also if you haven't already, you've probably come onto this through my personal page on Facebook, but we are now building our business page, which is the official Megan Martino page. So if you would, please go over there and um, do a friend request and like that page and uh, become a friend over there because we will evolve this over there and be doing other things from a business position um, and assisting you with your needs. So it would be so helpful if you would go over there to the official Megan Martino page and uh, friend us. And so also share this out. That is also truly, truly helpful. So we'll see you um, not next week um, in this genre because I'm going to be traveling a bit, but there'll be some fun, unique things that I'll be sharing live with you, but not in this genre next week. But we'll be back the following week on the 19th for our new um, platform that we're going to be doing on Mondays called Teach, Motivate, and Inspire. And that will be a whole new show with uh, just similar to Motivation Monday, but a little bit of uh, kind of uh, connecting more business and more 
um, real life practical structures with that. And we probably will have guests on that as well. And then during the week, I'm going to be doing um, a lunch and learn and we're going to be doing information on the Novitas Spa clinical products. So that will be coming soon. And then, of course, unique leaders on Fridays. So lots going on here. And I look forward to sharing it with you. Have a wonderful weekend. And we'll see you next week, but not here with this genre. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandimartino.com. I have a free gift for you, my book, Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.